Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast from UNB. I hope you're having a great week. We're back on schedule. And if you were in our Patreon, you would hear all about the Cheesecake Factory, um, (laughs) how our new daddy's going to be our new benefactor. He doesn't know that, but he is now. Um, And how we came up with an Iron Speedo. So go listen. If you're not, go join for a dollar and you'll be fine. So welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. We've, I've been busy po- podcasting and editing, so we've got tons of shows coming your way. Good Lord, I've got four to edit, and I edited like four last week. When it rains, it pours. Yay! I'm ready for a drought, though. But anyway, welcome to our lovely co-host this week. We have Mr. Andy. Hello, everybody. He is also the host of our Thong Show, which will be coming up very soon. I'm teasing it, so we'll get one. Yay! <laughs> nah. it, they will record. If you say it, they will make it. Um, yes. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Um, and that voice you heard is Mr. Ryan. Welcome. Thank you. And then also Mr. Cody. Hello, hello. And our new benefactor, Patrick. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey daddy. <laughs> He's the daddy of the show. We've already determined. And last... That well in the pre-show. And last but not least is Mr. Stevie. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome. How's well, everyone's week about, going? Don't forget about Stevie's show. Well, um, I think I will get there in just a second. Thanks, Bossy McBoss Pants. Um, <laughs> you hired me for a reason. <laughs> did I? Did I? Well, you're getting it, whether you did mm. or not. <laughs> I can always mute that person and, and edit him out, so don't worry, people. <laughs> yeah. But now me and Stevie have a show, uh, Barely Brief, that Stevie named, because he came up with it, and I'm like, oh, that's it, that's it. Yeah, so, I have like about th- 30 versions of Back and Forth, I was just like on a beach, and I was like, that was it. Well, I'm normally, I told him I'm normally good at coming up with catchy names, but this one was eluding me for some reason, and Stevie did it. We The first episode's already out, and we've already recorded two more. Oh, that's awesome. I listened to the first one, you guys. It was so great. Well, there's two more coming. We have a special guest on the third show that we recorded yesterday. Um, the, second, the second one, you get to hear Tim get all personal and vulnerable. So go listen to hear his story. Awesome. No. Out. Um, <laughs> Wait, Tim, vulnerable and personal? Very vulnerable, yes. Wow. It was a good show. It was a good show. Was, there still, was there still shade? Um, there's always shade with me. I know, I'd be disappointed if there wasn't. <laughs> always, always. But yeah, so those, and then we've had a good number of brief tales recorded. Although I noticed yesterday, there's a brand now called Brief Tales, an Ooh, underwear brand. What? Wow. My little Scoopy ears went up, and I was like, hmm. No, I've been using that name for ten years now. Mm-hmm. Send them a cease and desist. Well, I didn't tra- trademark it, but They're if they did. If they did, they should have there looked it is. up. Their lawyer did not look up very well. Uh, you know what, Tim? You um, That is Underwear Station. They're the ones who own that. So don't be stealing my name. I um, still think you should send them a cease and desist, just like um, Denise Re- Denise on um, Housewives. Uh, Real Housewives. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we discussed Real Housewives before that. We're not going to do that on now. We may discuss it after, but yeah. <laughs> I have lots of comments about that, but not show-worthy related. So Ooh. we're good because, yeah, 
moving on because I will get on a tangent. I won't leave for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Tim and I are, we, we definitely, you and I could talk about housewives for a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm, mm, got some ideas. Okay. Our topic today is the double standard of men's underwear because women can get away with the murder on the internet and wearing what they want. And men, heaven forbid, you sexualize a man. That's our topic today. And I'm sure all of us have something to say about this because we've been, I know many people on our panel have had pictures pulled down or entire accounts pulled down looking at Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So there's there's a double standard out there in the world that, especially in, so let's get started with like mainstream media. Because anytime there's a guy in a swim brief or something small, thong, it's always made the made the butt of the joke. It's never <coughs> like, he looks hot. Or, oh my God, he's wearing a swim brief. It's, oh, yeah. Ha-ha. So what does everyone feel about having men in swim briefs like the butt of the joke all the time in mainstream media? So my my mom actually used to text me all the time and be like, oh, look at this. Look at this guy in a, in a Speedo. She wasn't saying that he looked bad in it. She was just saying that, you know, it's not common. And so she just thought that that was funny. Now, I have definitely groomed her since then. We're talking like 10 years ago, probably before I came out. I've groomed her into like, it's actually very empowering that that guy felt confident enough to mm-hmm. wear a, a swim brief. I think a lot of guys are, they say, I mean, my best friend will, will tell you that he won't wear a Speedo unless it is a gay event. And I say, well, why? Why is that? And he's like, well, I just, I don't want to be the only one wearing one. I'm like, well, I'm out there wearing less than you are. I think, I think the more, my stance on it is the more that it shows up in the world, the less odd it is. True. So True. And my mom, you know, now she's like, oh, that, you know, she has a very different look at it now since I, you know, kind of, you know, told her, no, don't look at this as, as though it's funny. The person feels empowered. They feel really good. They put in the work to their, to their body, usually, to where they, they feel confident in it good point yeah for sure anyone else have any take on that well i think i think personally it's the idea that it it, to me it's a double double standard and i'm going to try to explain what that means so for example it is it is not seen as negatively if a man is sexualizing a woman or if a man sexualizes another man or, you know, it, that's kind of what we're supposed to do as men, quote unquote, supposed to do, right? Like we're supposed to catcall and do all those things and whatever. And it's not, I mean, yes, I think society and our culture is changing and it should, but that is in general way more accepted than if a woman does it. So the idea of, for example, women looking at men and making the jokes of them wearing speedos and stuff i think part of that is they don't feel like they can come out and say 
ooh, I think that's sexy because then it will make them that sexualized or that sexualizing person that they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be the demure women that don't, you know, have sex or don't have a sexual appetite or whatever the case is. They don't want to look like sluts, right? So I know Mm -hmm. my wife has told me that that's how she feels. She's like, I love when guys wear Speedos and thongs. And, you know, I love a lot of the men's wear that's, you know, traditionally, you know, wouldn't be something that a lot of people would come right out and say, Ooh, I think that's hot. And it's taken her a while to kind of freely admit that amongst friends and stuff. And I've known for the whole time I've been with her, but she's like, yeah, if I were to like say that in the wrong group of women, then they would be basically, I would get told I was a slut or that I was a skanky woman that, you know, is too sexual. So it's, it's like I said, it's like a double standard standard because you have the double standard of men wearing smaller items being seen as a quote joke. And then the women are somewhat, I think, overcompensating by making jokes about it sometimes because they feel like they can't share their real opinions. And I think that's sad. That is that because you should be able to look at both sexes and be like, okay, they look good or they look good. Exactly. Because thongs are the perfect example where it's like women should wear them anywhere they want to, swimwear, underwear, it doesn't matter. But when a guy wears it, it's like, oh, my God, the children. Yeah. Which we always bring up the children. Oh, the children. <laughs> yeah, the children. Or the, or the idea that if a man wears it, he's quote unquote feminine. And, you know, that's one of the things that I always say. I'm like, first of all, I don't think it's a, it's a negative thing for a man to have femininity and or be feminine. Now, I don't think that any item of clothing specifically does that, though. I, I contend that clothing and and fabric and what we choose to wear is made what it is by each individual not just on its inherent self so you know but then you have that that kind of machismo in our culture in america particularly where anything that feminizes a man can be seen as wrong or 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 inappropriate or whatever the case is and Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't resonate with me i I think a, I think a man. I, I have seen men that have been super hyper masculine wearing the smallest g strings, and I have seen men that definitely are super hyper feminine wearing the same type of item. It's it's all about the person wearing it and what they want to portray. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mister Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I, I everyone. I think everyone's going to agree for the most part on this podcast. I don't think there's going to be a different opinion by anybody but it really comes down to society and what's accepted and i think cody kind of hit it spot on that you know women or even men might feel a certain way but they won't show those true feelings because they're afraid of how society might label them or might react to that it's like if men show feelings or emotion or cry they're they're seen as weak you know and not masculine which is crap or even for me personally, female females who are lesbian or bisexual is accepted, but like male bisexuals, they're just gay men. You know, yeah. that's often a perception or, that you know I get. The old saying goes, "Bi is just a stop on the way to gay town." <laughs> right? You know, so it's just all these labels and all these things in society of how people think that we need to feel about certain situations, whether it be underwear or relationships or sexuality or whatever. It's just, all it does is just destroys us and tears us apart because there's no, everyone's afraid to have their opinion 
I guess. I think the biggest problem is they're unhappy with themselves, so they're trying to make everyone else as unhappy as they are. Right. Yes. I, I do think there a lot of that is around sort of comfort, right? The things that we're uncomfortable with, we tend to, a lot of people use humor to kind of deflect when they're uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of reasons why we see people get laughed at, or it's easy to make people the butt of the joke because, you know, if a man is wearing something skimpy, most of society is still uncomfortable with that, doesn't know what to do with it. And so it's just easy to kind of criticize, judge, make a joke out of it, which is unfortunate. And I think we do that like beyond just skimpy clothing too, right? Mm-hmm. Anything we're uncomfortable with, we want to reject right away. But I, I think that the what Cody was saying was really fascinating. I had never even thought of the perspective or was aware like what, you know, if a woman were to say, oh yeah, I think that guy looks super hot in that, like how she might be judged in her own you know, group of peers. So that's really fascinating. And I think it probably holds true for for men as well to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. There might be a lot of guys out there who want to wear something skimpy, but, oh, you know, my friends are going to think this or that, so I'm not going to do it, right? I'm going to yes. be judged in some way. And really when it comes down to it, like we're talking about underwear and swimwear people. There's so much bigger stuff in the world <laughs> than what we're wearing that, you know, life's too short. And that's, you know, the first, but I remember the first time I ever wore like a swim thong out in public. Oh, wow. Was I nervous. Right. And the first time I I did it, like I had a clothing optional resort full of gay men. I thought it'd be really easy. And it was. And then the next time I did it, it was in Mexico at a condo full of primarily straight people like oh my god i'm really super nervous but i did it and it was fine so i think that the more people see it and the more people do it you may get a little bit of feedback at times but i think more than not a lot of people don't say anything because when it's just them one-on-one and not with a group of people watching they're probably thinking, man i wish i could do that man i wish Mm -hmm. i had the guts to do that And I think we see the criticism and the joking more when people are together because then everyone's uncomfortable and no one knows what to say. So let's just make a joke out of it and make everyone, you know, quote unquote, comfortable. Yeah, I think I think it also is like a lot of you know everybody assumes, oh, if I wear if I wear a thong to this pool or to this beach or whatever, that somebody's going to say something. And the reality is. They don't say anything. And I think that the reason that they don't say anything is if they're by themselves, they don't feel supported by the other people around them. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, you know, a big group of people, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to say anything negative because what's the point of that? It's not like they can make you stop wearing it. I mean, they can, they can make you feel bad and then you don't wear it anymore. But the reality is that humans are typically pretty decent face-to-face because we're a lot for the majority i think are non-confrontational and so they don't feel supported by the people around them enough to to say anything to you now are they thinking it maybe but what do you care you're never going to see that person again true and we've had a lot of people out there say through the blog and i'm sure cody and them have heard this that they want to wear a swim brief or a thong 
but never being straight or being bi. They're like, oh, if I was gay, I could do this. Oh, if I were, it's more accepted in the gay community than it is in the straight community. So we've had a lot of people yeah. over the years say that. Which that may be, that may be the feeling that they have of that. But I will tell you a hundred percent. I know more straight guys that wear thongs than anybody oh, yeah. else. Oh yeah. And they are very confident in the fact that they, you know, that they like thongs and they, they know that they are maybe the minority or think that they are the minority. And I am very quick to say, no, you're not the minority. Straight guys just have a harder time being open about it. And there's no reason mm-hmm. for that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, back to your, your initial question, Tim, about like um, media and, and public reception. Um, I think back to like it was over ten years ago now when Borat came out and the joke was the over-the-shoulder yeah. thong, and that was hysterical. And then shortly after, John Mayer had those pictures out where he's wearing the same thing, and my first reaction was, "Damn, he was hot in that, right? Like that was you know, <laughs> way to go, right?" But of course, mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, how hysterical! He's making a joke." And I just like, how could that have been the connection that people made? I just got so frustrated that that was the um, the result. Um, so definitely, you know, the media has a, such a you know can take a spin on something and make it so controlled the only thing that really hasn't been a joke has been the magic mike movies where it's they're hot they're dancing and it's not making fun of the guys the difference is i feel like the the stripper is the only like subset of people that like it's acceptable to be in something skimpy because it's expected it's it's what you're paying for it's not your daily life like it's this one subset cliche and you know I'm sure that, that, you know, Magic Mike's not walking out of the strip joint wearing the thong home. Like, that's you know, the idea. And I think that's, you know, part of it. True, true. Yeah, I think that is really true. I think a lot of people have these conceptions in their head of, oh, if I wear this, it means, like, oh, I'm a stripper. Or I want to be a stripper. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you can wear this for a lot of different reasons. Just like any underwear can be multifunctional for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. True. I was also going to say, like, it's, you know, we're all here. We're all American. Um, you know, we have a very cultural standard. But, you know, looking at Europe and having spent time there and, and living there for a little bit, this, we don't I mean they're not necessarily perfect, but their perception on the male body and underwear as a, as a whole or even Speedos are it's just so far vastly different than us. It's actually shocking how we could be, you know, similar in some, way, some ways, but so yet so different. You go to a beach in, in you know, south of France and if you're wearing board shorts, it's like, who's this crazy person? Like, why who's, would you be that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, who's that American? Exactly. exactly. Right. But it is like Americans are very uptight about men being sexualized. And so we have no problem, you know, with women wearing skimpy things to the beach. We have no problem with, you know, Victoria's Secret show on network TV. But if you were to do the same thing and put a bunch of men in Speedos and thongs walking down, you know, a runway on network TV at night, people would freak out because people are just very uncomfortable with men being sexualized in this country. And you really can't show a bulge in anything either because heaven forbid you show a bulge. Well, and I think that's, that's part of my frustration is I, cause I think there's a difference between showing off and just having anatomy, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So if exactly. I think about like wearing tights to the gym, I know there are some guys who 
they intentionally want to show off at their gym. And I think that's one thing, but there's another thing too, where I just want to wear tights because I think they're comfortable and I like them. And I think a lot of guys feel because it does show the fact that their anatomy contains something outside of their body, they feel that they have to then throw short shorts on, right? And something baggy to cover that. That's just how society in America has typically been because, you know, heavens forbid, we just accept that the male anatomy has something protruding outside of us. It's, it's just simple anatomy in my mind. And so it shouldn't be this big deal where we feel we have to hide. And I do think there are, that we are slowly changing that. Like I've never had any issues wearing tights to the gym. I've heard people in the past, but I personally haven't experienced that. So I, I hope take that hopefully as a little sign that maybe Americans are starting to change. Maybe a little bit. I don't think, I, I mean, I think you make great points, Andy. And I kind of, with the whole, you know, showing bulge kind of, compare that to women with breasts, you know, because obviously that's their anatomy that's kind of bulging off their body. And there's no issue for them to be wearing sports bras and probably could even post like on social media, like Instagram without their post getting taken down where guys, you know, could be wearing the same fabric and something not sheer that's actually showing off their penis and, and balls you know, and and their posts will get taken down. And it's just, it's such a double standard because we can't change our anatomy, you know? And we're showing off something that we love, showing off underwear. It's okay for women to, you know, probably post in a sports bra. Like, why isn't it okay for men to post in tights? They're, they have their function inside of a gym. Why is one okay and not the other? It goes back to what Andy said. It depends too, on the size of the anatomy, because some guys are bigger, some guys are smaller. And like he said, they're not trying to show off, but because of what they were blessed with, it's considered showing off because they're bigger than most. Goes into it as well, because like women, you just said, Patrick, some are bigger, some are smaller, but there's nothing you can really do about it. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to see that if you know a guy who, who shows a good package and it's natural, it's sort of banned on social media. It's banned on Facebook, Instagram. And it's like, oh, no, we can't have that. And it's like, seriously, they're not even trying to show off. Right, but, exactly. But you like, let the Kardashians show off everything, but no. Right, exactly. And I can understand, you know, a post that, you know, if you're wearing sheer underwear or something, or something that's super skin tight, that obviously, you know, it just outlines your anatomy, you know, perfectly or whatever then maybe in that case I can understand. But majority of these posts that get taken down, it's just, it's such crap. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. So do you guys brings- think that it has something to do with the idea that, like, a woman's anatomy, I mean, yes, her nipples can become erect, but it's also widely known that that they become erect when, when a woman is cold or if she's tickled or whatever. Like, it doesn't always mean that she's turned on sexually and people don't necessarily understand that about males and our anatomy. Like there are times when you can get an erection because you're scared or whatever, like you can get erections for other reasons than just being and feeling sexy or horny. And, but it it is so much more obvious on a man having an erection, you know, that arousal, I think maybe that's more what people are worried about than anything. 
or I, I, I tend to think, I mean, I think if it was just a situation of flaccid penises and, you know, normalcy, I don't think it'd be as big of a deal, but the idea that that organ is also used in a sexual way is where the hangup might be. So you, yeah, you can, said, I, go ahead, Andy. Well, I mean, I can kind of, you know, I understand that because the body parts are multifunctional too, right? Yes. Like the penis is both used for pleasure and just natural bodily functions. But right. I think the same is true of like women and their breasts, for example. They could be sexualized, and but a woman can also be breastfeeding. And I think there's double standards there yeah. too. Like guys are okay with a woman showing off her boobs in a sexual way, but if she's just trying, there's like all the controversy over breastfeeding, like, Ooh, cover up. It's like, wow. So I, I mean, I, to me, I, I think what you're saying, like that's kind of a similar double standard there too, right? Like yeah. a guy's package can be used in multiple ways. And I think that there's people aren't comfortable in general, just because they do think of it more primarily sexually. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So are you so you said like me like maybe guys are afraid to wear a speedo because they're afraid they're gonna they're gonna get an erection. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's definitely part of it. Okay. I we get a lot of people that do message us. I mean, if I go a day or two without having somebody ask me like I have never worn them before and I want to, what do you do when you get an erection? And it's like. Well, first of all, I'm 40, so like the wind doesn't blow very often and that just happens anymore. But, you know, on the off chance that you do, it's like just roll over on your stomach or right. stay underwater a little longer or something, you know, like <laughs> I, think, <and> it, <laughs> I think that it it probably I mean, the people that I've talked to, they like, oh, yeah, you know, there was a time when I was afraid that I was going to get hard, you know, wearing a Speedo or even, you know when you're talking about a nude beach and then once they try it, they realize, Oh, that's not going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we go to, we go to thongers weekend, you know, every year, except for this year, I would say the majority of guys there are, they're not hard in their thongs, you know, and that is, that is definitely a sort of a fetish environment that we put ourselves in. And, and even then, it's not common. Are there guys that do and does it happen? Sure. But it's not, it's not something that is going on all the time. It's not an automatic response to that. Yeah. Now it may happen because you're, you're afraid of it. You're afraid of, you know, of that happening. And for somebody like me, if I'm afraid of something happening, it's only going to make it not. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. True. That's all. I think so, what, Cody, were you also trying to say, though, like society maybe views the penis more in a sexual way. So any indication that we have one, like, you know, there's a little bulge showing in a tight, like, that's why people probably feel more uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see that. And I I mean, I, I think that is the reason why. And that's where I think we need to change people's perceptions that yes, it men can get erections and yes it is a sexual organ but it's also just also used just for natural body yeah stuff so uh, i mean i think i wonder if another factor um maybe it's a little bit different of perspective is you know penis size whether we want it to be or not is kind of a, a male currency 
Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, are the ones who obviously are more comfortable with themselves are more comfortable, but I wonder if those, you know, <laughs> whoever's in charge of our social media is maybe less comfortable and therefore, you know, doesn't want some, some guys showing off their, their bulge on, um, and making them feel bad. I don't know. No, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think that's part of it too, because that's for, for us, that's another common question we get on the speedo movement is with guys asking like, well, I'm not a very big guy. Like, I don't, I don't want people to think I don't have a penis. And I'm like, you know, I mean, first of all, if people are really worried that you don't have a penis, then that's really on them anyway. Um, But, but second of all, yeah, you're right. I mean, as men, we are kind of taught like the bigger, the meat, the better, the more virile you are, the more manly you are. And, you know, I think, I think part of that is it, you know, I think I would implore and appreciate women to give their perspective on that because, you know, we hear that rhetoric just in general of, you know, big penis is better. But I know plenty of women that very adamantly say, I don't need a big ass penis, like good for people that do and good for guys that have them. But, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable with just a regular one or whatever, or, or like, or I don't even care at all the size of it. It doesn't matter. I very rarely even know the difference. Like if women talked about that more too, then guys wouldn't think that it's such a defining factor. And I do want to say, like, I don't, you guys can obviously correct me on this. And it's something that I want to tread lightly on because I'm by no way, shape or form an expert. But on our Twitter account, as we've talked about a lot with Twitter being very much more open. Porn central. Yes, right. I have seen on Twitter uh, with the various homoerotic you know, feeds that come through on ours as the speedo movement. And as we've talked about that stuff, you know, it's like if somebody that follows you like something, then that kind of pulls you in the same algorithm. And whether you want to see it or not. Right. And so, you know, it's, and it's not like I'm like, Oh, disgusting. I mean, I don't necessarily watch it or anything. And I don't do Twitter a lot for us because of that, but I have seen more representation of various penis size on Twitter than I ever have in straight porn. Like, I, I don't know. Is that normal in gay porn to be more? Gay uh, porn is all about the big dick. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, m- maybe then on Twitter, I'm, uh, I um, think it's changing. It's I'd say prof- professional porn, maybe. Maybe not. I mean, now it's well, not the only, not the, not the only fans. The stuff that's coming up, but like the tr- traditional gay porn yes. is all about the big dick. The big dick is eat everything in gay porn. Traditional okay. gay porn is very one size. Like there is one it's, specific it's look one in size, everything. It's yes. one size fits all, and that's the biggest dick. Yeah. No. Well, and that's how it is in straight porn. It's you know, in, in straight porn, it's a lot of times it's just these like really ugly guys, but they have eight inch, nine inch penises, and it's like this would be. I, I'm not even into that, right? But I, I would find it a lot more interesting if it was a more attractive guy that might have a regular size penis than well, the you know, guys, <laughs> the guys watching straight porn aren't looking at the guys. <laughs> now, see, actually that's there. There are a lot of studies on that too. Straight men actually do prefer porn that is, and has a man in it more often than not. And for various reasons, it's actually, and that's, that goes into the whole conversation about like, what can you admit all that kind of stuff you know they didn't want a man in it they just don't want to look at it they want to see the action going or feel um threatened yeah i think it's yeah they don't want to see an attractive a man who's more attractive than they are because if they see someone less attractive then 
It's like, like oh, I can, this is me. This I could be me, right? Yeah. yeah. How can this and three get her? I can get her too. Well, and maybe that's where maybe that's where I might have a little bit too much confidence. But if I'm watching porn and I see a guy that's not very attractive in it, and I like, I have a hard time putting myself in that place. I'm like, oh man, he's. Oh. I mean, and I realize, like, you know there's an audience for everybody. And even if I find somebody not attractive, that doesn't mean that a million other people might find that person extremely attractive, whatever. Right. But I don't know. I, I prefer, like I said, I just, I don't get that whole idea. I, it's hard for me to see a man in a porn that's just really ugly, but just has a giant dick and think, Ooh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, no, I just don't get that. <laughs> wow. Yes, but I don't know. Dick size alone is not enough. It's not enough. I'm not a very. uh, I'm not. I'm not really super versed in porn. I mean, I do watch it. I'm not going to act like I don't. But it's not like I'm. You know, I don't know a ton about it. (laughs) See, see, you're not a Ron Jeremy fan, then. I would take it. No, exactly. Right? (laughs) Like I'm like that's gross. Like I'm sorry. Like good for him for making a lot of money and all of that. But I'm like. Oh, like if she would do that, she'd do anything. And to me, that kind of makes the woman <laughs> that makes the woman not very attractive. Like, I think that's exactly the point, right? Like, you, I, I don't know that. But I, of course, I think that's a whole nother concept and a whole nother situation about what do we each individually find sexy and attractive and all of that. So it's just it's just my rhetoric and kind of part of the conversation at large, but by no means take it as a an absolute. <laughs> I have a question for, um, you know, focus on a different part of the double standard is the backside of of us guys. I feel like women, you know, their butts are glorified and thonged and put everywhere, plastered and Kardashians. Exactly. And, you know, you put a guy out there in a jockstrap and it's like, what the hell? Um, You know, why do you think, why do we think that's the case? It goes along with what we've been talking about where it's okay for, oh, it's a woman. Oh, yeah. Look at her. Look at that big butt. We have wraps to big butts. We have everything going on, but a guy, it's like, oh, no, you can't. No, that's not supposed to be a sexual organ on a guy. You're not supposed to. Uh-uh. Right. No. At yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's part of that idea. Like, as a hetero man, if you like a, like the idea of, yeah, the butt is supposed to be something that, I don't know. You, like, it's, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm not finding the words. Um I don't it's, know. A, it's, a, it's a utility, not a not a lust material. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to think like you know anything that has to do with a man's butt seems to be you know then the automatic parallel or draw to is well then there must be something gay about it, right? Like, it's it's and the that's edge. not it's necessarily an exit true. only. Yes, yeah. There's always those jokes like, and I mean, I personally am an exit only, but that doesn't mean that I may um, that I haven't tried it or that my wife and I haven't you know experimented. It's just not for me. I don't mean that in a in the traditional sense. I always tell people like, you, you don't know if you like something or not till you try it. If you try it and you don't like it, fine. But you can't go around acting like that is going to make you gay or straight or anything. It just it's just part of our body. It's it needs to be less, uh, that, that kind of stuff irritates me, I guess, more than anything. It's like, you could, right. It's okay. You know, you can, you can like that. That doesn't mean anything other than you like that. It's, it's, it's no different than liking ice cream flavors or colors or anything to me. It's like, it's your body. Some things you like, some things you don't, who cares? Like, and I will say like between my wife and me, it's kind of funny because I'm the one that wears thongs and, and things that show my butt more because she has 
always been a big fan of men's butts and she loves my butt and she very rarely wears thongs. And frankly, for me on a woman, I like breasts more than, than butt. So I don't mind, but she's, there's definitely a, a double standard. She's objectifying you. I would be careful. That's yeah. fine. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> That's and what like we're fighting for. When you're yes. married to it. Yeah. She's yeah, objectifying I mean, I, you. I, yeah. And I think that's part of it too. I mean, you know, I think women, that's, that's one of the things that, that they can do. They can very much um, own their sexuality and kind of, it, you know, it's more acceptable for them to, when they want to be objectified to, to put on this, the cool or, uh, you know, less covered up and be more revealing and more sexy. And they can kind of give the signals of when they kind of want to be objectified a little bit you know, and of course I'm saying this in the context, not to sound like some macho hetero dude. That's like, yeah, tell all women they're fucking awesome. And I want pussy. Like, that's not the point. Right. But a woman can dress very provocatively and she can enjoy being objectified, but a guy does that. And it's seen negatively as well. And it's like, no, sometimes we want to be sexy. We want to be a little, you know, we want people to look at us and be like, damn, look at that. You know, all in the context of the, pop, the of the proper situation and and consent and everything, but at the bottom line, it's true. It's it's harder and and less likely that a man can feel comfortable, first of all, allowing himself to be objectified and other people saying something. But it is a very common thing in in relationships. I mean, you have dom sub and all of that in all forms of hetero, bi, or gay sex. Well, Cody, from now on, we'll all objectify you in our messages. Well, thank you. <laughs> I could go up to like $5.60 a picture now. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking five. Don't let this go to your head. I'm thinking 537. 537. I was already at 555. You just demoted me again. 499. 499. We got to make it. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new Cody. So, hey. Four ninety nine. It is. Yes. Bam. <laughs> Great. Now, now, not only are you now you're using my religious New Year as a reason. To- uh, <laughs> well, I can't win with this room. <laughs> nope. Nope. But nope. I mean, you guys, you guys know. I mean, let's be honest. There is there is a part of wearing the stuff that that we all do like to feel sexy in it. Otherwise, there's. Oh yeah. That's not yeah. the only part of it, but that is a a, a part of it. Sure. Yeah, that takes me back to Spandex and Sprinkles on Instagram, who wears his spandex to the gym, like the singlets and the long singlets. And he doesn't give a fuck. He just goes and does it. And even wears it on the train. (laughs) He wears it on Netflix. He he, he wore it on, (laughs) nailed it. He wears it on the train to go to the gym. It's like, fuck it. And then they just had a, him and his partner just had a baby who's adorable, I will say. And he's like, I'm still going to wear my spandex. I really don't care. Yeah, he's he's awesome. But that's a good point. That's a that's a good point, Tim, because I think that's how we change society and how society views all of this is by continuing to try to post, you know, pictures of ourselves in things that we enjoy and share those things, you know, as long as they're, you know, not grotesque or whatever. But I mean, I I think the more we do that, then the more accepting it's going to be by society that, okay, men can wear these things. Men can be, you know, objectified a little bit and it's not terrible, you know? And I think that's right. the only way that you can, can make the change is by just continuing to share the way you do. The world's well, not going to end exactly. if you share a little bulge. So <laughs> I, I'm of the belief that if women started all wearing 
shorts to the pool, every single one of them, then in two years, a woman showing up in a bikini is going to be, is going to have the same reaction as a man yeah. showing up, you know, in, in something less than, sh- than board. Exactly. Shorts. You know, it's, it, it all has to do with how, how a part of everyday life it is. And so the more that, you know, people just, just do it, the more, you know, mainstream, I guess it becomes. And for me personally, that is, that is the goal. I want it to become mainstream because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel better when, you know, when I don't have any sort of mental, you know, thought of I'm the only one out here in this. Right. And I've gotten over that, you know, many, many years ago, but that's just because that's just a part of my life. No, I think yeah, you're, I think you're absolutely right. There is definitely like that kind of group kind of mob mentality, so to speak, when mm-hmm. it comes to what's fashionable or what's, what's appropriate and what's acceptable. I mean, you know, lest we all, we all know that, you know, in Greek times, it was not uncommon for people to just be naked. I mean, we have, you know, Pompeii in Italy, the town where they have phallic symbols and penises everywhere. Like there's been times when this wasn't the way it is now. And, right. and with fashion and how people express themselves, I mean, it's, you can, you can see like the 17th century, the men were quote prettier oftentimes than the women, you know, they wore the makeup and the wigs and everything. And it and wasn't, heels. sorry, go ahead. Yes, and the heels and wigs. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. High heels were originally in for men. Um, exactly. In fact, a lot of things that, that um, women wear now in our modern day society that we find as sexy or ultra feminine or, um, you know, has a big amount of sex appeal. It was originally worn by men. It's just the way fashion and, and society turns around and constantly is on a cycle. And I think we're just mm-hmm. in a more, you know, we're not supposed to be the peacocks right now, I guess is kind of how I would put it, you know, go back and watch the TV yeah. show Versailles for that. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> That's a great show, by the way. I'm glad they canceled it. Well, they said they already told all the story they needed to tell. So who knows? I don't know. I think you could have made some stuff up. Right. I mean, it's a historical fiction anyway, so who cares? (laughs) There's um, there's an interesting movie I saw actually on an airplane, which makes me sad that I can't be on airplanes. But um, it's a French movie called, I think, Oppressed Majority, it translates. And it's for this guy who's a pretty macho, you know, bachelor guy wakes up in a world where the women were the predominant uh sex and men are now objectified and it's an interesting you know look at like exactly how a society you know sets our rules for us and all of a sudden now you know every ad is you know a guy in his underwear and it's very you know the exact opposite of what we were used to uh, it's just a really cool perspective i mean it's obviously the opposite extreme and that's not the way we should go but definitely some balance of things needs to happen and it's just a perspective of that i'm all for that extreme (laughs) no i think i think that's a cool movie i'd actually kind of like to see that i think you've talked about that before stevie and uh i keep forgetting the name of it so is it if you remember it's 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 called the press majority or that's the english translation i don't know how to say it in french but is um, is it on a streaming service it was on an airplane so i don't know i'm sure you can google it someplace Hmm. It's, it's several years old yeah stevie our world traveler once upon a time these days he was but not anymore a year year ago today i was in japan so oh i remember that trip was that the one where you found the um the the pool at the airport 
No, that was um, Dominican Republic. That would be in November. Oh, man. Was that your trip around the world? It was my trip around the world, yeah. Was, Stevie literally so went around the world. England, Germany, Japan, California, and back. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So jealous. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. But 2020 nipped all travel plans in the bud. Yes, it did. But enough of 2020. Yeah. It sucks. Um, so speaking of double standards, before we go, we'll briefly touch on social media double standards, which make things very difficult for I know for brands, for blogs, for people. We have two people on the panel who've had their accounts deleted, Stevie and Andy, and pictures removed. But when you bring up the double standard, like reporting a Kardashian or someone, woman wearing the exact same thong, it's like, oh, no, that's not against our standards, but you are. Yeah. So who? Well, it's ridiculous. Especially if you just go and, like, right now, the biggest, most obvious double standard is with the popularity of WAP and that song and that video. And then to tell me that when a guy is fully clothed and is wearing something that is covering everything as it should, that that is too much. I I don't think so. (laughs) It does. It just does. There's, I don't know where it comes from or why it's acceptable. It's those in charge making the rules who are definitely straight men making the rules. Andy, you yeah, and a, a lot of the social media policing, <clears throat> if you will, from my understanding, a lot of it is outsourced to other countries, which are probably even less progressive than the U.S., right? And we're not really that progressive when it comes to these issues, as we've all talked about. And so I think that um, really plays a heavy role in why we see certain content flagged and certain content that isn't flagged. Um, There have been lots of people who have made observations that even what gay men post tends to get flagged more than straight men, but gay men also may feel more comfortable showing off than straight men, as we've discussed today. Um, So I think a lot of it has to do with not just the policies that certain companies make and who leads that, but I think also who ultimately is the one who gives that thumbs up or down. I think that's a great point, Andy, because, you know, I feel as though, and I I feel as though this has happened in the past when I was on Instagram, where, you know, I could post a picture that was similar to someone else. And because they used hashtags like gay man or whatever, and I used different hashtags that didn't include gay, I definitely think that they're, they're, Post got flagged. So I think that's how they're flagging a lot of these posts is that they obviously have a vendetta against gay people in general, probably based on a lot of the time on their beliefs or even personal beliefs and societal beliefs. And so I think that's why a lot of these pictures get flagged or taken down. It's not necessarily always because of actual picture itself, but I think because of some of the tags that people are using. And that is true. If you search on Instagram, like certain, if you go to the hashtags themselves, a lot of them, you'll see that all of the images are hidden because people have reported enough images under that hashtag. So they're not even going to show you those. And that does happen. It happens a lot with any sort of thong 
hashtag and a lot of the gay hashtags. I mean, I have I have a I have six Instagram pages, and one of them is Daily Thong. A Daily Thong has hundreds of pictures on it of just guys in thongs. But the difference I think there is that they are all. I mean, I post pictures that I like. And I could care less about a guy's ass. Sorry, I swore I shouldn't have done that. Um, oh, no. And uh, Wait, I didn't get that. One. <laughs> Fuck. We got to get our. <laughs> All right, perfect. There we go. We so got to get it, our explicit rating somehow. Sure. Um, it, shows, it shows really only, you know, the front of a thong. And I find that that. I've only gotten maybe three pictures flagged in the last three years. And so I, I think it, I, I really don't know why, because like Instagram's okay with a bulge, um, as long as it's not a close up of a bulge, but not okay with, a, with an ass. And that's what women post all the time. So, mm-hmm. and Facebook is not okay with the bulge. And Facebook's not okay with any skin whatsoever. They would like for everyone to wear a burqa. Especially men, because you can't show anything. (laughs) It's very hard for underwear companies to advertise on on Facebook. It's nearly impossible. They can they can list on there like cockpit undies. I cannot have a Facebook or Instagram ad period ever because it doesn't matter if I post a a. an ad for a t-shirt that I sell on my underwear website because of the landing page, the homepage of my website shows too much skin. Facebook will not allow me to do anything with it. Just automatically denies it. And I've, I fought it for two years and eventually they're like, we're never going to let you advertise ever. So wow. that's ridiculous. That's, yeah. That's Facebook. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I mean, you know, I post, um, repost other, other guys' pictures all the time. And it's always been mind-boggling which ones get flagged, which ones don't. Um, and you know, I, I could post a picture of a guy in his in a pair of boxer shorts, but if he's got a little bit of a an erect penis under his under his shorts or a little bit of a penis head showing, instantly flagged. But I can put a guy in a g-string, dental floss, nothing, and as long as I'm not showing any butthole, it's um, goes right through. So it's crazy, you know, <laughs> where the where the line is and who decides it. Yep, that's the problem. There is no set standard. It's, it's like the old rule of pornography. Oh, we know it when we see it. We're not going to say, oh, you can't post this, this, and this. But when it comes up, oh, yeah, well, we're not going to allow that. And then another picture that's exactly similar will stay up. So there's no consistency right. with them no. on what they post because, yeah, you look at so many accounts. There's one person who posted full-on dick on Instagram and his post stayed up, and I'm like, wait a minute. We have people who can't post underwear pictures, but this douche is posting full-on dick pics and stays up? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the classic corporate America double standard. You, you can do this if you know the right people, but if you don't know the right people, then you're going to be told that you're doing a wrong thing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because, like Ryan was saying running an underwear company, social media should be a great place for us to run ads, run pictures, drive traffic. And Instagram and Facebook really aren't the places. And then if you use the Instagram store or the Instagram or the Facebook store, again, you have to get your products approved by Facebook. And if they don't like them, 
nope, I have a whole list of things from the UMB store that rejected, 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 some rejected. And I'm like, why the hell did you reject it? It's just a swim brief. It's not see-through. It's not thong. It's not jock. It's not just randomly rejected. And you can file an appeal, well, but that goes into the great black hole of Facebook and you never hear from it again. What's right. crazy is that, so I have 6,000 products on my site. There is, you know, I every time I upload, it automatically tries to upload to a Facebook catalog so that I can yep. tag certain image, certain products to images on Instagram. You know, there'll be 300 thongs and it'll say no to like four of them. And I'm like, yeah. well, why those and not these, the other, you know, it's random three, 200 and 296 of them. It's completely random. And Crazy. it's all an algorithm. It's an algorithm and certain brands don't market on different Facebook and everything else because right. A, their names, yeah. Coxox comes to mind uh, and their design is like, oh my God, no. Uh, right. And other brands have hard time just even being on there you have to be so conservative when you market on it that it's to the point what the point because with me with the unb store i do twitter because i can show everything on twitter nothing right as long as you're marked as adult not adult but mature content or whatever it is they don't give you any issue and that's when i'll post the the lace twitter is yeah but i think the flip side with twitter is that's you know it's almost too extreme and like uh, cody was saying you know, then now you're you're inundated with you know being a small little underwear person amongst you know the influx of porn and dicks and everything else. So it's like it's almost the other extreme because um, I haven't post their stuff. Uh, the way around it is, it's like any other community. You've got to dig in and get to know people, just like any other social network, and talk to people because the people I talk to on Twitter are usually different than the ones on Instagram. So you're reaching a totally different audience and you've got to build a community around each one. Cause that was my job before I did the underwear store, social media marketing. So you have to cultivate each individual one as a separate entity and market towards them differently. Cause you can't just dump the same post on Facebook on Twitter and expect something in return. It's going to be different people. And I have to get on Twitter and actually talk to people, DM people, have conversations, also reply to them in the, so they see the business side. And then I have the UNB Tim one, which I push the blog, the store, I push everything and talk to people about all sorts of things. So it's, it's investing time you have to do, but the law of dimension returns, you have to put your effort into what is getting you traffic sales and noticing and not stuff that's not doing it. So that's the way I've been marketing my store because <laughs> Facebook is just a world of hurt. It's just so difficult. And the UNB has been flagged twice, twice or three times for images. And one was not even bad. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm very careful about what I put on there. You don't put on links. When you put links on it, you have to be careful what your image shows because they'll report the image that comes up. It also goes into the image you post on there. You have to like crop it so all the naughty bits don't show. Uh, so it's it's a pain in the ass. And so that's why you, I think you see a lot of more people on Instagram and Twitter than you do on Facebook just 
for the lay of the land. It's just a pain in the ass, literally. Sure. So, so that, I guess that'll be our talk today. We'll wrap it on that note. Yay for positivity All ending. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yay, positive. We had a serious talk today, so I hope everyone enjoyed our serious talk. We'll have more fun talks soon. Um, so we'll wrap up here. Uh, we'll get our wonderful co-hosts social media so you can go follow them and see their bulges, their butts, their all sorts of things that you're not supposed to show being naughty, except for Patrick, who doesn't have... <laughs> Until we get deleted again. <laughs> Until they get deleted again. But you can go see Andy. just keep coming back. Wait, can- is Patrick back on Instagram? No. No. Well, no. technically, I'm still there. I just deactivated, unless they deleted my page, which is quite possible. They said, no more, Patrick. I'm, I'm Delete. Delete, Patrick. Deleting. But I, you can see- I can't blame them. <laughs> I really you- think, Patrick, you need to come back as, like, UNB daddy or something. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a good idea. Just saying. But you can see Andy serving up cake all the time on the Instagram. All the time. He's got the best uh, cake in town. About ready to go take some more pictures after this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay. So speaking of Andy, where can they find I, you I'm online? Really, I'm really, really, I'm jealous of Andy's tanned ass, by the way. Well, I am get so the sun, you, look, you can yeah, do you that. You look good, but I you interrupted, you interrupted our closing. Thank you. Um, I have oh, seven days of tanning left, it looks like. Seven days. So by the time <laughs> this comes out, I'll probably be done. Well, you had a good summer, Andy, when most people didn't. Did, so did. count yourself lucky. You have your deck of fun. Your deck of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 57 here today. I'm freezing. It's a big deck summer. Mm, everybody <laughs> loves a big deck. Maybe that should be something for next summer. We could have, we could have a, a, another spinoff. Andy's deck. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a video series. I need another podcast. It'll be a video podcast and we'll need a lot more money for that. Because <laughs> I've had editing video is harder than editing audio. All right, and everyone longer. support that Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can, Truth. we can call it deck chat with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I figured we'd have the UNB only fans. So, well, well, we could do that too. Deck chat, you only fans, Andy. That would sell out in a okay. heartbeat. There you go. Go for it, Mister Andy. Where are? Where can yeah. people find your luscious cakes? That's right. That's right. you can find me on Instagram at the Scruffy Gay and on Twitter at Scruffy Gear. Go follow him, Mister Cody. Where can people find you? So we are um, thespeedomovement.com and then on Instagram, the underscore speedo underscore movement. And of course, we have Facebook and Twitter and everything. So just find them on there, too, if you want to. Yay, Mr. Patrick, the one and only place you are that (laughs) you really aren't. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I haven't even been on there in like probably five weeks, maybe even six weeks. But yeah, I'm on Twitter at Briefspuff. Don't expect the response. Really... Yeah, no. He's, he's <laughs> there, but he's email. not there. I got an email. I did. I got an email today saying I had a hundred and something notifications. I should probably log in and see what they are. So you didn't get that email you're, from you're, me. You're, your friends are missing you. Please come check your mess. Brian's There's sending a lot you of thirst, a lot of thirsty DMs. people out there for your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's our daddy now. He's our benefactor now. 
We've already determined Ooh. that. He's the one. He's the money man. So, yeah, Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at thongtastic underscore Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at thongbro. And you can find me on Reddit at thongbro, the number four life, L-I-F-E. And tell them about your store. Oh, and cockpitundies.com. We are a website that focuses on, you know, underwear for everybody. It's it's not just underwear for, you know, the skinny bitches of the pictures. It's for everybody. So Go, yay. Go shop his site. Yeah. Go people. And I, I want to add to that. Don't, don't ever... There's a lot of people in this world that feel like, oh, I can't wear that because somebody's going to say something. Don't feel that way. The, the goal here is for you to go out and wear whatever you feel like wearing because it's going to immerse the rest of society into that. And then, and then eventually it'll just be the norm. So Amen. you're here. part of the crusade. Yeah. That's Yay. All. And Stevie, where can people find you? Great. After, after that, um, I, I'm, undies, I'm on Instagram at undies underscore cub or on Twitter when I might feel like going on there at uh, just undies cub. And listen to all our different shows, Andy and Patrick and Eric, who's not here, do the thong show. Me and Stevie do Barely Brief, which we will have two more come out very soon. And we have a very hot daddy on the next one. Sorry, Patrick, but there are other hot daddies out there. So we have very special guests. <laughs> so there are You're other cheating daddies. On our daddy. I am. You're cheating, You're cheating on our daddy. Yeah, it's all right. I'm used to it. This daddy was well, Patrick. I can tell you. I can tell you as the only straight guy on this group. I am loyal to you. Oh, thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. Thank Patrick, you, Patrick. Patrick, Cody's your. He's saying he's your bitch. Okay, that's what he said. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but you know that's translation. So, but you can find me on. Well, I do have an Instagram. Stevie taught me into finally getting one, but there's nothing posted on it, so don't go there yet. Uh, But I do have one reserved for the day I start posting pictures. But UNB blog on Instagram, uh, UNB Tim on Twitter. I've been on there a lot lately. UNB store, go check it out. Uh, There's some good stuff there. Uh, Check both mine and Ryan's stores out because we're both awesome and want all boys to wear underwear that looks amazing. And I uh, guess I got my order from your. You got an order, and it's been it's been okay during a pandemic. It launched a store, and it's done relatively well. I'm not dead yet, or living in a gutter, so I'm very happy. Shop more so I can upgrade to a refrigerator box and not under a bridge. Thanks, people. <laughs> that that's a big big upgrade for me. So have a great week, and we will be back with you in three weeks. We have an interview with Mware coming. Next week, we interview nah. Matthew, who is one of the smartest people in underwear I've determined, because that boy knows the business left and right. So go yeah. check that out. I have We just released our Brief Tale Volume 3 with Andy on it last week. So if you didn't hear that, go listen. I recorded at least three or four Brief Tales and two Barely Briefs, and I've got to edit, edit, edit. I'm doing that this week. So have a good week, and we will have a podcast every week for the next couple weeks. Yay! Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.